G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. God was at the centre of everything we did. Everything we did. All our family decisions. I remember at a very young age being desperately wanting to be baptised and no, no, not just yet, not just yet. You know, we need to, a little bit longer, a little bit longer and I think I think they gave in when I was 13. The Story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Bronnie Massafau knew from a very young age that she wanted to be an interior designer. She says she loves the challenge of making a bedroom restful and peaceful or bringing warmth and love into a lounge room. Bronnie has gone on to become a successful designer and also an author and speaker. Today, we'll hear about her passion for being creative as she has a chat with Karen Hunt. Bronnie, who are you? Where did you come from and what was life like when you were... A gorgeous little girl. Ah, um, raised in an amazing home. My mum sits with me right here, whom is my manager. Um, very, very blessed. We'll give uh, mum a name. We'll give mum a Eileen, name. Eileen, it's lovely Pritchard. to have you here, darling. <laughs> and I grew up in a, a really beautiful Christian loving home, great values. And I remember being very young and being very determined and knowing that I was going to marry early. And very kind of, I guess, headstrong that I was going to be a designer. I hesitated about saying interior designer because, you know, 23 years ago when I started, there wasn't this big thing about interior designer and, and all the different things that we know it as to be today. You just knew you were I creative. Just, I knew I was creative and I wanted to be a homemaker. Really, that, mm-hmm. that's what it was, a homemaker. I loved that my parents worked and they'd come home and, you know, I'd rearrange the whole home and, you know, have everything reset and I'd make my dear brother bless his heart, to vacuuming and move furniture and (laughs) use the muscles. (laughs) Um, But you know what I loved? I loved when they got home, the reaction. And that's what I love, that people would come in and they could see that we'd put this love and this passion into this home. And they came in and walls came down and you could just see the glow on their face. And I thought, wow, that's what I want to do. I want to be a homemaker. And we're not talking in the kitchen barefoot cooking with an apron on, are we? No, although that does happen. Not very rarely <laughs> barefoot. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy training my children how to cook. Um, we bake a lot. I love baking. But really I'm talking about outside of that. I'm talking about the bigger creation of a home. You know, going into um, all the areas of the home. How, how do you make a bedroom restful and peaceful? How do you, how do you bring love into a lounge room? not yelling and screaming, but how do you bring all these different elements into a home? We have to put a value on the aesthetic. We're called to be great stewards of who we are and what we have. So it's not just about materialism. It's about equipping ourselves, having the knowledge to be able to put this really beautiful jigsaw puzzle together, Mm. which is home life. I remember great holidays and lots of love. I think that's probably the most important element of all your holidays and all the memories. It's not the stuff that you remember. It's the love. It's Mm. the... The laughs, they're the true memories, Mm. Um, and we had lots of those. You actually came from New Zealand back to Australia at a a young age, what, school age or Uh, not quite? Just just heading to school. Okay. And so life growing up then in Australia, uh, a business family by this stage? Yes, very much so. Tell us more. 
memories are actually when when we actually first came over to Australia, mum was actually really quite unwell. And I think that's probably another really important part about the creation of who I am because because mum was so unwell, there was the training the children from the bed. (laughs) So Maddie and I would actually do everything. So we have pictures. Uh, it's good to have evidence. Um, we have pictures of me hanging out the washing. <laughs> I think how many ladders were on, was I on? Up, hanging on, you know, hanging the washing out. And Maddie and I would do dinner and prepare because Dad was working. And then from there, we actually then went into our own family business, which was custom building and manufacturing furniture. So how long was your mum's time of not being uh, readily available physically? Three years. Okay, Three that's years. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I could have been a wife at like nine. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I was ready. I was prepared. (laughs) So were you becoming involved in the business side of things as well at a young age? I have really fond memories of the business. Um, We would, from school, you know, I I would head in there because mum and dad would be beginning of a business, putting everything into it. So we would, uh, from school, head straight into business. And I remember doing, you know, cutting lists and, you know, filing and all those practical administrative kind of things of a business, but they're actually the core. They're, they're mm. the kind of the, the structure of a business. You have to know and Boring understand that. necessary. That's it. <laughs> I'd rather get it out of the way when I was nine. <laughs> Let's get this done and dusted. <laughs> but um, I remember going through, like we, we created some of the first things that were used within the, the business arena, the commercial arena, um, and, and being in on that and understanding, you know, um, how a business run, how to do meetings, how to kind of the functionality of design. Um, my brother went on to do cabinetry. He left school after year 10 and went straight into his apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And, and so we were very much born and bred in business, really. We, we kind of understood that. And, you know, uh, credit to my parents. I hear a lot of children sort of say, woe is me, you know, my parents work and, and what have you, whereas my brother and I have not come out the other end with this message. We have a very different message. Mum and Dad always made sure that there was joy and there were lots of things to do and there was holidaying and, and you know, we, we really enjoyed it. Both my brother and I are both, hopefully, we're, we're strong business leaders and influential in, in our areas and still incredibly joyful. Mm. <laughs> and obviously a positive, loving Absolutely. Uh, environment. Yeah. From a young age. Yeah. That that's exactly right. So was there a Christian experience in amidst this time as well? Yeah, very much. Um, you know, God was at the center of everything we did. Everything we did. All all our family decisions. Absolutely. I remember at a very young age being desperately wanting to be baptized and no, no, not just yet, not just yet. You know, we need to a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And I think I think they gave in when I was thirteen. I think, please, I want to be baptised, you know, and have really fond memories of being baptised. So, yeah, really great memories of that. Mm. Okay, so this was in Victoria? No, this was Brisbane. Uh Aha. Yeah. In Queensland. Yes, indeed. And so university, was that a part of your experience? I started down the track, Mm -hmm. um, worked very diligently at school. Uh, I got really great grades and did lots of things like that, but it came at a price. Like I worked very hard for mm. my for my grades, mm. <laughs> um, and then had, you know, by this time I'd been involved in the business for years and years and years. All of my um, high school years, straight into school, uh, into work rather after school, and cutting lists and you know business mindset and visions of what I wanted to do and become and and create. Um, so from school 
decided that, you know, obviously definitely wanted to go into university. It wasn't quite as we know it now. I mean, mm. now when we mentor, there are just so many options. There's so many um, specialties and which area and do you want to do decorating or design because mm. they're so different. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to uh, work with just furniture or do you want to work with the, the bigger products? There's just so many elements. Whereas then it was really design, you know, <laughs> one banner, one border, design. I started down this track, so I, I went and I picked up all the gear and I started reading all of this, so excited about it. But now I had been within the industry as such for most of my childhood. So we had connections. We'd, we'd got to know people by now. People had seen me constantly in at work, being a part of uh, all, all the different events that were there and I would do all the setups and what have you. Um, and so I'm heading down this path to to do design, got all the books, read the manuals, ready to go. And I was approached by one of the gentlemen who we did a lot of work for through um, one of the government departments. And he mm-hmm. sort of said, look, I was wondering, would you be interested? We're, we're just getting the body corporate together. This was the Albert Park Hotel. Um, would you be interested in quoting and presenting to us on redoing our lobbies and re- redoing some of wow. the apartments? What an opportunity. Went, you know, being young and so how young? What, what age are we talking here? Um, I was 17. I just no. finished school at 16, so 17. Oh, wow. So I go in very boldly, of course, to do mm-hmm. this presentation. And remembering I have read the manual, so I'm all clued up. Um, I go in to do this presentation, and as I'm doing this presentation, the, the beads of sweat kind of form because everything starts falling off my design board. Yeah, I've used oh. the wrong glue. <laughs> Apparently, there's a right glue. <laughs> no. So I did this presentation. I actually won the job. I did the job. <laughs> and I and just, the adhesive didn't matter. I, no, no. I just kind of worked that all into it. So was there a competition? They were considering others no, as well? No. It, 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 uh, well, I, I knew that. Maybe, but <laughs> I was one that ended up doing the presentation. Okay. And um, and as the tiles didn't smash as they fell <laughs> off, maybe that was it. <laughs> they thought quality. <laughs> uh, but I got the job. I did that. And, you know, I just never looked back. We went from there to do lots of other projects but a couple of years into that I just really had an urge to gain a lot more knowledge I was just I, w- I was a sponge you know um, and so I ended up doing a decorative arts course mm-hmm. for about eight years I actually studied under professors and they were just amazing so are we talking university are we talking private art college it was a private a private setup okay. it was actually held at the cathedral up in the tower oh, yeah. here and it was nice not the entire time I actually did a landscape design as well through them but absolutely loved this season as I say absolute sponge I was still doing a lot of commercial a lot through government a lot of um, uh, justice department and the justice chambers and uh, as well as beautiful um, upper sort of residential work, but definitely a, a creative, arty one in a very corporate environment, by the sounds. Yeah, yeah. Did that sit well? It did sit well because, mm. uh, and I, I often get challenged on this because people say, and you still do sort of quite a bit of government work, and and then you do the highly creative. How does that all work? And you know, there's actually a lot of creativity when you're actually doing policy work. You're asking lots of questions. You're really trying to get to the the why. Why do people work like that? Why is that comfortable? Why does that give us the greatest productivity? And I love that. Mm. I find that highly creative, just as creative as being on site and working with the actual tactile colours and, and performance of, of an area and, and designing a kitchen that's functional. And um, they all play a role. You're listening to The Story. 
Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with author, speaker and interior designer Bronnie Massafau. As we've been hearing, Bronnie grew up in New Zealand, moved to Australia and then got involved in the family design business from a very young age. We'll hear more of Bronnie's story when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with author, speaker and interior designer, Bronnie Massafau. Before the break, we heard how Bronnie became involved in the family design business from a very young age. Now we're going to hear more of her story, including how she met her husband, AJ. Jump ahead a little bit. Your hubby. Yes, what a How dish. did you meet him? <laughs> the dish. The dish. <laughs> what a dish. I actually... Yes, this is an interesting story, (laughs) one he tells very well. He was actually a bouncer. Um, I wasn't actually attending nightclubs. I was actually working at the door, taking the money. (laughs) It doesn't quite sound Taking the money to come in and observe your interior design in the lobby. (laughs) Well, I was actually underage because, remember, I finished school at six, finished grade 12 at 16, and I was working in there. So I actually had a bodyguard. Because I don't think they'd ever had anyone so honest on the door. <laughs> they made so much money. And so beautiful. <laughs> oh, why, thank you. <laughs> so I was kind of behind, you know, like in a booth. And, and I would have a, a bodyguard would meet me and take me down and I'd, I'd work through the night and then he'd take me to my car. Oh, I was very thoughtful of him. Very thoughtful of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually a wonderful gentleman and um, really lovely, lovely guy, family guy. And we would talk all the time. And my husband was actually... Uh, a bouncer, but he was upstairs because he's he's really buff. He's um Samoan background, okay. quite buff at the time upstairs. Um, and he would always say to my bodyguard, "I'll swap you," uh, and true. and my bodyguard would say, "No, no, Bronnie's not like that. Bronnie is a very lovely Christian girl. No, I'll swap you." And he made a comment one day, and he said, "I'm going to marry that girl." Ooh. And I, of course, didn't quite know of any of this going on, and and um, so he started coming down and sort of saying, oh, I'd love to take you out. No, thank you. Thank you so much, you know, Um, because I was a really good Christian girl. (laughs) And was he much older? He is, um, look, we always joke and say so much older than me, Uh, but he's actually not that much older. Okay. (laughs) So he was a young bouncer. A couple of years. A couple of years older, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And so I eventually gave in. He said, can I take you out to dinner? I was on the verge of saying no, and then he said Sheraton. So I said, well, you know what? <laughs> Worst case scenario, I get a good meal. <laughs> so he actually, we, we went out to dinner at Sheraton. But untold to me, he was actually the head concierge at Sheraton. So the, the nightclub well. work was just something he did on the side. Yeah. But he was head concierge. Okay. So he actually went in and pre-spoke to his staff and said, look, I'm bringing in a date. Please don't let on that I work here, but I want the best attention to detail. What a bold young man. I know. So, of course, we pull up in the car and they all run up and say, hello, sir, lady, uh, we'll take the car from here. And it was all just so easy, you know. Uh, and then we get there, oh, hello, uh, Mr. Musfell, I have a table set aside for you. And I thought, oh, okay, right. And so we had dinner and, and afterwards we, we kind of went to the lobby area because they had a lovely band and we're just sitting there and everything was going so well. And then one of his staff who weren't at the meeting went past and went, hey, sir. 
And I looked at him and he looked at me and he went, oh, I went, you work here, don't you? Blew <laughs> it. Said, yes, I'm Blew that it. So they use sir, not his Christian <laughs> sir. name. Yes, <laughs> sir, that's right. But that was wonderful. That was our first date. Sir, his real name is actually a French name. It is indeed. It's Ami. 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 As in friend. Ami, my friend. Ami. Yeah. So Sir AJ, people AJ call him. AJ call him, yes, because yeah? it's Ami Jesse. So AJ is what he's known as. And now AJ has had his own journey <laughs> since <laughs> those has. days. I mean, yeah. right now you guys are based in Melbourne. We are indeed. He is a high school teacher. Yes. Melbourne State High School. That's in correct. what area? Uh, personal development. Okay. So he's um, a master practitioner in linguistics and uh, NLP training and... And but also he, rugby. Right, he's the head rugby coach. He actually set up the uh, fraternity there for Melbourne High. Oh, bless him. Um, but another thing, bring in the Christian aspect of your current world. He's yeah. also pastoring. Pastor, yeah. How do you do that? Oh, we, we, we do it joyfully. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> and so you're there in Melbourne. You're yes. on the corner of Chapel and, and Church, Church Street. How located. ironic is oh, that? I know. So you're an interior designer, as we've said, you're an author, a speaker, you tour a lot, you give workshops, you mentor. He's a high school teacher yeah. uh, doing life coaching and, and rugby. And do you both share the pastoring role in the church? We do, yes. And that's with others? So you're, you're, with, you're with a team? With a team. Uh, we, we are pioneering, so um, that in itself is a whole other Ooh, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're building culture. So we, we have actually just had ordained beautiful assistant pastors, which is really wonderful. And we have um, a team of concierge is what we call them, and, and they really look after all the inner details of running a church. In the lobby. Yeah, Designed by Bronnie. Yeah. And how long have you been in that capacity? Uh, 15 years Whoa, we've been. Baby. Yeah. We started out at Mansfield. Yeah. Um, and we went from there to, well, we were actually in the creative arts there. Uh-huh. We went from there to uh, Bridgman Church, which has just been renamed yeah. as well. Uh, we were youth pastors there. And from there, we actually went to Melbourne, where we were associate pastors. And in the last two years, we've taken on the senior role of Purpose So you're senior pastors, we're senior pastors amidst all of this other we are. part of your lives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is full. It, it is really full. And, I, you know, I love that word, full. Huh? I love it a lot more than busy. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, busy is just a whole, uh, if, you, if you've got that mindset of being yeah. busy, then, then you, you actually get nothing yeah. done. You're just constantly being busy. Yeah, <laughs> You're life, not purposeful. You're just busy. Yeah, life it's, when it's full. When it's full. It's purposeful. It, it's, it's really wonderful. Okay, tell yeah. us about your kids. Where do they fit in this full life? <laughs> yeah, they are right in the midst of it. Yeah? They absolutely love it. We involve them in everything we do, and mm-hmm. I think that's really been the key for us. Uh, it, it's not, you know, quite often you hear people talk about, you know, I wear so many hats. I like to say I wear one hat. You know, people say I put on my parenting hat and then I put on my work hat and I put on my home hat and I put on my business hat. I wear one hat. Can you describe that one hat? Yeah, it, it's full. It means that I'm present in every moment. Mm-hmm. It means that even when I'm looking after my kids, I'm using some of my skills from business. And, <laughs> you know, when, when I'm designing, I'm using my skills from home life. I, I'm the best mum because I've got opportunity to be a great wife and I'm a great mother because I've got opportunity to be a great businesswoman. And mm-hmm. it all works together. Mm-hmm. It, and I, I can see this hat on your head. It's yeah. it's abstract. <laughs> it's colourful. Yeah. And it's big. Yeah. And it, it changes day to day. You've got to constantly check the bank accounts. I, I mean that kind Kind of in a metaphor way, as sure. in you got to check your emotional, sure. your emotion, your business. You were giving too much to one, and mm-hmm. does one need a bit more? And and you're constantly in that. But thankfully, hubby and I have a wonderful relationship, and we can hold each other accountable mm. to that. 
So if we're going down a path where we just think, you know, the, the kids are getting unsettled or whatever, we can rein each other in and go, hey, this next season really needs to be about um, going away as a family, mm. needs to be about injecting more joy. Mm-hmm. So we do that a lot. It's and good. how many kids? Three. Uh-huh. How old are they? Our eldest is about to turn next month, 16. So we're talking about cars. Boy, girl. Boy, uh-huh. Isaiah. Isaiah with Isaiah. his learners Isaiah coming. With learn- who has just, I might add, come back from Paris with, with myself oh, and mum. Really? Yes, we launched <laughs> uh, we launched the latest book in, in the UK and yeah. Paris and he came with us, which is such Great a treat. Experience. It was beautiful. And what was yeah. his part in that? He carried the lock to tie on the lock bridge. <laughs> uh, and our luggage. And our luggage, yes. <laughs> He's actually highly creative. I'm and not surprised. He, he, yes, yes. He has a vision of sort of going, taking up the arts. And so mm. we just thought, wow. And we love traveling with our kids. Mm. Anytime there's an opportunity, we, we take them with us, especially in holidays. They're always with one or both of us or we travel as a family. Okay, so Isaiah is baby number one. Tell yes. us a little bit about your other two. Yeah, well, Nate, he's 14, mm-hmm. our beautiful boy, Nate. So he's actually off to Milan with me next year. Oh, wow. Um, and Kasia, our little girl. So Kasia. she's 12. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. And she's creative like you? She's really creative. She's a really beautiful friend. She's got such a gorgeous heart. How nice. Yeah. Let's digress a little bit. Let's speak now with regard to your current focus. Now, you're doing lots of different workshops at the moment, and we're not talking just Melbourne. We're not talking in one place. You are available nationwide to deliver workshops in design as such. Design. Whenever I talk about interior design, the underlining message is always biblical. It's always about how do we train our children? How do we we raise them up? How do we do what we do well? How do we take action today to live purposely tomorrow? So it's always that underlying thread of of who I am as a a Christian woman. I've got to say, the books that I've seen of yours previously, uh, again, this word epitomise, they epitomise bringing the heart into the home. Well, you've obviously been successful in God with what you're doing. He's gifted yeah. you for his purpose. And balance being the key word with the capital yeah. B is an important <laughs> part of your message. Balance with Bronny. Oh, I like I feel a book coming on. <laughs> Bronny Massafay, make contact with this gorgeous woman. Eileen's a gorgeous mum and together they work. God bless you. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. That was Karen Hunt chatting with author, speaker and interior designer Bronnie Massafau. And it was great to hear how she's using her creative skills and talents for the Lord. Also, I just want to let you know that since this interview was recorded a few years ago now, Bronnie and her husband have finished their time as pastors in Melbourne and have now relocated to Brisbane. She says they're still very much involved in their local church and she's still very much involved in interior design. To find out more about Bronnie's business and her books, the website is interiorsbybronnie.com.au. That's interiorsbybronnie, B-R-O-N-N-I-E, .com.au. Also, as we heard in the interview, Bronnie's mother, Aline, was quietly sitting in the studio while they were having a chat. Well, next time, it's Aileen's turn to share a mother's perspective on their family's history. So we invite you to join us next time for Aileen Pritchard sharing her story. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. 
I have to tell you that both our children are successful in business. One is in the arts and design, and that's Bronnie. And in another way, the other is in arts and design because he's such a creative cabinet maker. And I'm definitely not into design in in a creative way. I'm about balancing the books and um, supporting people behind the scenes. Eileen Pritchard was born in Wales and is the mother of interior designer Bronnie Massafau. Now, while her daughter is busy thinking of creative ways to design things, Eileen's specialty is maths and figures. Eileen shares her story and about their family business next time. The story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. 